James chapter 4 verses 4 and 5. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us? Everybody has desires. Everybody has things they want for themselves. What's so bad about that? As long as it doesn't hurt anybody and as long as it's nothing sinful. There's no harm in wanting some nice things. A bit of comfort, a bit of fun, a good time. There's no harm in that, is there? Well, James doesn't seem to think so. He calls it adultery. He's not talking literally, of course. I hope not anyway. He's using the word adultery in the way it was used in the Old Testament when God called Israel's sin adultery. When they worshipped their idols and went their own way, as God saw it, they were like wives being unfaithful to their husbands. James is talking about the same kind of thing here. People giving God's place in their hearts to someone or something else. Calling it adultery shows us just how abhorrent it is to God. Anyway, that's the category that James puts those desires for pleasure that we think don't matter into. Let's see why James feels so strongly about this. First he says, Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? The world this old place we live in for now, with its people and customs and its funny ways, its ways of thinking and its ways of doing things, is opposed to God. How come? How can inanimate things, customs and ideas be opposed to God? Well, the reason is that there is someone directing those customs and ways and using those inanimate things for his ends, and that's the devil the ruler of this world, as Jesus called him. And remember he said, the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Satan is very clever at adapting the world to draw God's children into danger. The world hates and persecutes God's children. Jesus said, because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. The world puts temptation in your way. You see those half-dressed women and hunky men, chances are they haven't set out to tempt you. But why do they dress that way? Who says a woman has to show a lot of bare skin to look good or that a man has to be built in a certain way? Where does that thinking come from? Well, it's the world. And behind it is the devil, creating situations that will tempt people into sin. The world deludes God's people, or tries to. All that pressure you feel to be wealthy, as if wealth matters. Where does that come from? It's an idea that the world has come up with and made it so popular that you begin to think that you're being daft if you don't go along with it. 
but it's a delusion. The world makes demands. It demands your time and your work and your money. It demands your attention. It distracts you and preoccupies you with things that, as far as God's kingdom is concerned, don't matter one bit. Got to cut your grass, got to paint your house, got to dress nice to impress. You think of your own examples. The world is not a neutral place. It is enemy territory. It's ruled by the enemy. It's used by the enemy as one of his best weapons. And when you see it for what it is, you'll start to see why friendship with the world is enmity with God. There's a second reason why friendship with the world is enmity with God, and that is that it is God's purpose to destroy the world. It says in 1 John chapter 2, the world is passing away. And if you are trying to build the world, you're working against God. And a third reason. You cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve the world and serve God too. Jesus said that. He said, do not lay up for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Your heart just cannot be devoted to two things at the same time. It won't work. You cannot be committed in two directions and stay focused. So the world is not neutral. It's enemy territory and you cannot serve the world and serve God. But the reason James gives that friendship with the world is enmity with God is that friendship with the world makes God jealous. Do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? It makes the Holy Spirit who dwells within us jealous. Now we think of jealousy as a bad thing, but it's not always bad. I mean, to want your husband or wife to belong to you and never look at anyone else isn't bad. It's right and good. In the same way, for God to want you all for himself is right and good. God wants all your love, all your devotion, all your desires. He wants you to love him with all your heart. He doesn't want the world to have any part of you. To become a friend of the world is to fight against that, to be God's enemy. Yes, friendship with the world is enmity with God. Imagine an SAS squad on a mission behind enemy lines. Those guys don't make friends. They realise that people are dangerous. Anybody could potentially do them great harm. They don't hang around and they don't put down roots. They get on with the job, they get it done and they get out. Imagine if one of them got to like the place and wanted to settle there. Or if he wanted to put his feet up for a while and take a holiday, even just for a few days. Imagine if he formed attachments to some of the people and wanted to learn their ways and do the things they do and enjoy the things they enjoy. Or imagine if he saw a business opportunity. 
wanted to help the economy of the place and maybe make a few pounds for himself in the process. He wouldn't last long. His mission would be compromised. If he did make it home, his commander wouldn't be pleased. He'd be out on his ear, or even branded an enemy himself. That's what it's like for us Christians in this world. We are behind enemy lines. Every pleasure the world has to offer is a potential danger, and stopping to indulge yourself with those pleasures is an act of treachery. Don't make friends with the world. That soldier behind the lines might sometimes make friends with some of the people he meets because it's necessary to do that to complete the mission. But he doesn't do it for the pleasure of it. His focus is always on the job in hand. He might set himself up in business or even do some things to help the country he's in if it's necessary to do that to complete his task. People who don't understand might think he's gone over to the enemy, but he knows why he's doing it, and it's not for his own pleasure. Again, it's the same with us Christians. We have to stay and survive in this world for a while. We have a mission to complete, and completing it means we have to make a living. We have to get involved at different levels in society. We have to mix with sinners so that we can tell them how to stop being sinners. And that will mean going to some of the places they go to. And that's not making friends with the world. It's not worldliness. People who don't understand what we're up to might think it is. But the difference is that we are not doing it for our pleasure. We're doing it because it's necessary. And we are being very careful while we are doing it. Friendship with the world is really about your attitude to the world. Does the world matter to you? Are you looking to it for pleasure? Are you trying to find satisfaction in it? Do you want the people in it to like you and give you approval? Are you going along with its ways? It's about where your goals are, the things you are working for and looking forward to. Are they here or are they in heaven? Could you gladly leave this world at a moment's notice? Or would you rather hang around and enjoy it for a bit longer? The easy way to deal with the world is to run away and hide from it. But that's not possible because there is a mission to be fulfilled. There is good news to be proclaimed. Instead, see the world for what it is. Use it and maintain it insofar as you need to to see your mission through, like Daniel did when he was in Babylon. But don't become attached. Don't let the world squeeze you into its mould. Don't get caught up in its thinking or its ways. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. An enemy of God. What a scary thought. And James repeats it twice in this verse, just to make sure we get the point. John makes the same point in 1 John chapter 2, it's verse 15. He says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Have you got it? Those things you desire for your pleasure, 
You can't say there's no harm in them. Enmity, treachery, adultery, that's what they are. Stay focused, soldier.